that was louder than normal. That was really loud. Ugh, okay, cool. Yeah, we are live. It is Developer Hangouts episode 7 with Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. If you want to give yourself a quick introduction, let everybody know who you are and, and what you do, and then we can start chatting. Yeah, hey, James. Thanks for having me. Um, I am a freelance developer currently, and I'm also a mom. I stay home with my kids during the day and freelance either at night or around their schedules during the day if I can find time. Um, this week has actually been a down week, which has been really nice because I've been able to be a little lazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I've been developing for about six years now. And um, before working as a freelancer, I was the only developer at my past, my last company. Um, and now I'm doing freelance, but I'm actually working on a team, which has been really amazing um, to get that experience. And so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much um, who I am and what I do. Awesome. So you said that you freelance during the at nighttime slash schedule, depending on what's happening. Yeah. Can you just can you tell me how that works? Because like I can't imagine like being a parent's full time work. Right? Doesn't matter if you're if there's two of you, there's three of you. You've got a whole family there. Like parenting kids is is a full time, and you have three kids, right? Yeah, I have three. I have a six year old, a three year old, and an almost two year old. So wow. they're all really young <laughs> yeah and so you know that that must be tough to put them to bed or whatever and then be like okay now i've got to be in development mode or even in the daytime when they're sort of more flexible like can you can you talk about how that works yeah so i mean i am probably i know you're not supposed to be you know letting your, you're not supposed to let your kids on tv or watch tv or play video games mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. um i probably am more lax about that especially since i'm working and um, and with the pandemic going on, I don't feel comfortable sending my kids to, um, like daycare or I don't like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable having them in activities. Um, I've actually had two family members or two sides of my husband's family, one in Texas and one in California. They all caught COVID the new one, even if they were vaccinated. Um, and so I just am really scared about that. So yes, I like, I'm, I, we do like swimming outside and then like if they're swimming and I can get some time in, I'll do it then. Or if they are watching a movie, like right now I have them watching a movie while we're chatting. Um, so I'll do that. I'll, I'll work then. And uh, yeah, I just honestly just try to fit it in whenever I can. And luckily my husband is really supportive. So he knows like if I have a project going on that he, he works full time too. So he comes home right. and he takes the kids and it gives them baths at night and gets them to bed for me. So I don't have that because we're both working. Um, so it's definitely challenging and especially when we're on a deadline, but it's worth it for now because we're, we're trying to provide for our kids future. And right. so, um, so yeah, we just, we just make it work and I'm lucky that I have a husband who supports me as best as he can as well. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome to hear that. Like you kind of figured out how it works for you, how it works for for your family and like being able to fit that in into your schedule um so talking about freelancing which is absolutely difficult 100 percent, one of the most difficult things like i've done freelancing for a few years and then i like went back to full-time work and now i do full-time work and content creation um tell me how that is for you like just in general because like some people are super interested in like i want to be a freelancer and then reality hits that freelancing is really hard and really hard work. 
Yeah, so I feel like I have the best of both worlds with freelancing. I'm really lucky because I freelance, but I freelance for an agency called Skyward Digital. It's run by Dan Spratling. Um, And so I have a team of people, which is really different from what I'm used to, because when I did have a full-time job, I was the only developer. So I didn't ever have people to bounce ideas off of or anything like that. And now if I get stuck, if I need help, if I just whatever... I have a team of people that I can reach out to, um, and I've learned a lot. I've made a lot of mistakes, It's, uh, but it's definitely made me a stronger developer. Um, so it's kind of the best of both worlds, and I actually did a, a talk recently about freelancing, and I'm new to it. I've only been doing it for a few months, but you know, you know, when you think of a freelancer, you think of somebody that is um, doing everything for themselves. They're doing the marketing. They're finding the clients. They're building the sites. And it doesn't have to be that way. There are there are ways to get into it as like an agency environment where you're on a team and you're still able to be a freelancer and work your own schedule, um, which is really important to me. Like I need to be able to work around my kid's schedule. And I know with some, some full-time jobs, they might allow it depending on the company, but that's not really the common thing, you know? So, um, so yeah, so freelancing has been great for that. And the fact that I get to work with a really talented team and uh, Dan is like such a talented designer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really lucky. Yeah, he's he's definitely super talented. You know, I've seen his work. I've been impressed with his work for years. Like it's just, you know, he is very, very good at what he does. And that's great yeah. that you got into an agency. You know, Dan's been running that agency for a while and like it's good that you're in there and you get to like, essentially work as a full-time developer essentially in 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 the easiest terms as if you were to go to a nine-to-five or whatever but with that great flexibility of like hey you know kids kids today you know i'll i'll be working later if you need me blah 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 and yeah that's definitely not the norm wherever i've worked like i've worked in silicon valley i've worked like small companies and startups and i don't think i've you don't really get people say you get flexibility but it's that yeah. flexibility that's really like frowned upon it's almost yeah. like yeah it's fine whatever like i understand your kid's sick like you'll work later and then like behind the scenes it's like oh god that person's had another day off or is working weird hours again like this is not gonna work but with freelancing you 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 honestly don't have to worry about that it's just it is what it is yeah and it's great like this week has actually been a a slower week so we don't have as much work to do we're gonna ramp up for next week and that's been amazing like today i just snuggled with my kids until about noon my kids sleep in like (laughs) um it's summer and they sleep in and we we used to live in california and i'm pretty sure that they never really fully adjusted to the uh the two hour difference because i'm in texas now so it's 2.30 here, but in California, it's 12.30, you know? Right. Um, so so they, they go to bed a little bit later than most kids here, and then they sleep in later. And the fact that I just get to, like, snuggle with them in the morning this week, and I don't have to worry about a deadline, it has been really amazing, and I've been taking full advantage of that. Um, and then when we ramp up again, it'll be fine. It's, it's a great mental break from coding 30 to 40 hours a week. Right. Uh, because especially with parenting, if you're just sitting there coding and then switching to parent mode, that really does get mentally exhausting. 
and you know you just don't want to do anything at the, you know when you get a break you you just like basically go to sleep or something so um so the downtime is good even though that is one of the downsides if you're trying to work full time right you you don't if you're freelancing you might have downtime sometimes so you have to like plan for that but i feel like i've been able to do that pretty well um so it hasn't been a problem yet <laughs> yeah and i imagine it will never be really an issue it will be the opposite of that, right? Like that's part of being a freelancer. And yeah. I imagine like the team that works at the agency already know, like everybody already knows that like you are a parent, you work from home and you've been trying to normalize this idea of like, it's cool to work at home and have kids at home too. Like it's not such a big deal. 10 years ago, it was a big deal. Yeah. Like, and I think with the pandemic, that changed a lot, right? Because right. You, you find that a lot nowadays where parents have their kids at home and um, we were actually planning to put my daughter into uh, a regular school this year, but then the mm. Delta variant came along and mm -hmm. family on my family in California and Texas. And then my best friend's sister got sick. Like I know a lot of people who have been catching right. it vaccinated or not. And so I just don't feel comfortable with it. And I'm not going to be ashamed that I have my kids at home while I'm working uh, because that's what's best for their health right now. And that's best. What, that's what, what's best for our family members health too. Right. right? Because we can still catch it. And um, kids, kids carry germs pretty easily so they they are known for for carrying germs they are good <laughs> at it they and that's it right it's i i'm glad that it, in a way that like this pandemic has changed people's opinions on these situations like i you know have friends who have children like my wife and i we don't have kids we just have dogs but like you know we've worked from home uh, my wife's worked at home pretty much for the last six or seven years and I've been doing it for two or three years now. So for like us, we didn't change anything. It was just like, all right, we're in lockdown, like go to work every day, same as everything. But all those people that sent their kids to school and then went off to their nine to fives and came home and all that changed. And people had to come to realize that people are people. Like people have families, people have kids, people have husbands, people have wives or partners, whatever. And, and sometimes it's not just... I'm going to be on 24-7. Like, I'm not here for you. Like, I come to this job for you to pay my bills, to make my kid, you know, like, to provide for my kids, provide for my family, to build a better future. Like, I'm not here to, you know, be in the grindstone. And now my kids are at home because they've got to be homeschooled. So welcome to Zoom calls with my kids or, you know, whatever. Or my kid's crying and I'm supposed to be in a meeting like those things are now happening so it's good to see companies are changing their opinions i don't think it's quite to the level of being a freelancer where you can really make those hours your own but i'm, I'm glad that this kind of happened to give people those different opinions because yeah i think one thing too is like i used to so whenever i do zoom calls um with I, I have a group that i that i it's about 40 developers and we meet regularly we do zoom calls like with eight or ten people probably like four to five times a week depending on who's available people jump on they pair program right. together they do a lot of stuff um and my kids are always on the calls and then when i do twitter spaces my kids will be screaming in the background and I used mm -hmm. to apologize for it, but I just learned that I shouldn't do that because they're just being kids and I can always right. mute myself or finish my sentence with a screaming kid in the background and then mute myself, you know, um, right. which definitely happened. Um, it's not their fault that we're going through this 
right. situation in the country or the world. So it's not it's not fair to have to apologize for them being around us all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, it, it, you know, if you didn't want to have kids, you wouldn't have had kids. Like, that's the thing that I don't think a people a lot of people get is that, like, if you didn't want kids, you won't have them. But you love your kids, you love your family, and like they're just trying to enjoy their lives the best that you can in a situation where you can't leave the house. So like they're gonna scream, they're gonna shout, they're gonna fight, they're gonna play, they're gonna do all those things that kids do. And yeah, maybe you'll get disruptive for two seconds while my kid screams in the background. Or maybe you'll see a cute, a cute kid run through the screen and be like, hi, and then run off. Like all those things are possible. And and it's not gonna affect the workload at the end of the day. And I hope that more companies understand that and start to sort of, as the more working from home becomes more normalized and it's not just like, oh, we have to do this for COVID. Like if it becomes more normalized, that that kind of stuff that you're promoting, which is like the normalization of having kids and working from home, like it's a thing and I'm not going to change me or my kids for a company. Yeah. And I'd, I'd add on to it, like, I love coding. I love development. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm passionate about. It's fun. It's a puzzle. So just because I have kids doesn't mean that I, like, hate coming to work. It just means right. that there's an extra challenge to doing that. Um, right. But if you like what you're doing enough as a career and you're able to work from home, like, you're going to get it done. You don't want to be a bad employee. Nobody wants to be a bad employee, right? right? Uh, <laughs> if you're not, like, checked out of the job or something, I guess. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, so, like, as long, I think that especially freelancing has taught me to be a much better communicator. So I might have to reach out and be like, hey, I can't work until, like you said earlier, way later because my kids are being crazy. I need to parent right now, um, but I will be on later. And then there are days where maybe it is harder to open the computer for more than an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, you just say, hey, I wasn't able to work as much as I expected I have to take care of my kids, but I am working as much as I can today. So it's a give and take, right? Because some days are easier than others. Some days I can get my kids to just play by themselves and I can work like 10 hours a day. But some days I can only work for an hour or two, just depending on what my schedule is, how they're behaving and what my husband's schedule is, you know? Um, I think that with having kids and working, whether or not you're working in, like my husband works outside of the house, um, but it's, it's definitely like two full-time jobs and there's not always much time for free time, which right now I'm okay with, but sometimes you do need a break and you need to be able to just relax and be lazy for just a little bit, which is why like this week has been great. I've been able to like exercise every day this week. I've been able to be lazy a little bit too. Um, And yeah, but, but, but even if I was working like a full-time job, I would still try my best, even if it meant, me being really tired like i like what i do um right i'm just lucky enough to be able to have uh, the ebb and flow of freelancing right now right yeah yeah i think i think that's the most important part for people you don't have to be in tech for this to apply this could be any kind of job this could be graphic design this could be i don't know data entry it could be whatever you're passionate about writing all that stuff if you're passionate about it and you have the ability to be able to stay at home with your kids or whoever it might be maybe you look after a parent whatever like yeah find a company or find a way to do it and still have that time to to be a parent or to be a carer or to be a family man like yeah i don't have kids but like i work a 40 50 hour week plus content creation 
and then I want to be a husband. I want to be a good husband. I want to go and hang out with my wife and do things. And yeah, even that's tough sometimes, like just getting out and doing things, especially the last year. It's been really rough because you can't go anywhere. So it's all, hey, you want to watch another movie? But it's still that that thing, right, of like having some downtime away from coding or work or whatever and being able to enjoy your family, which, you know, are the most important thing. Great. <laughs> so talking about family, you brought up to me that you were planning on traveling the country for a few years? Yeah, we think so. We're um so my depending on my husband getting a new position, he might be working fully remote. Um he's actually awesome. he actually does he does construction management. So he's out okay. doing manual label which is why i appreciate him so much he's out like getting sweaty every single day and then right. comes home and watches the kids while i'm working so it's been really um he's really amazing um but he might actually have the opportunity for a remote position and it's, it'd be an 18-month contract and if we're both working remote we figure that we might as well just take that time to both work remotely and right. travel the country um we are homeschooling my daughter again this year, which she is not very happy about, but we just don't feel safe putting her back in the school system right. quite yet, you know? So if we're going to have to do that and she's not going to get the like social skills that really like any six or seven year old should be able to have at this point in their life, we could at least make that up by taking her to really cool places and, you know, traveling on the road. And as a young kid, I traveled with my dad a lot across the country, not in any cool cars or anything. We were like right. in a Aerostar van. It was like... Uh, but it, it got us from point A to B. But I always remember that really fondly being being able to go to really cool places that a lot of kids didn't get to go to. Um, and so we think that that would be really good, especially since uh, we're going to be homeschooling again and we'll be able to work remotely. Um, and everybody's really excited about it. And it actually seems like it's an obtainable goal for us right now. Um, and we haven't really had many of those recently with uh, with everything going on. Yeah. So um so yeah so we want to travel and you know we want to get a fifth wheel and travel the country and uh stay at different campsites and find places to maybe post up for a month or two that we like and and just kind of explore the country as a family together um so i think that'll be a lot of fun and it'll be really good for everybody um especially since like i said my daughter's not going to be going to school yeah we, we're actually debating the same thing right now so we actually have an rv already so we own oh, nice. an rv yeah, so we have a drivable RV that we've had for a couple of years, and our lease that we we rent this house. Um, I work fully remote, my my wife works fully remote, so like we have this thing like our lease is ending next year. Do we just like put everything in storage and travel for a while and see see what's out there? Like, obviously, I'm not from the United States, so I've only seen about four states. My wife has traveled a bit more than I have. Um, but it would be nice to be able to travel, see her parents who live in New Hampshire, see my parents who live in New Jersey, you know, and then travel and see other places that we've never seen. Um, so yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're having the same debate right now. We had a talk about it just the other day, and I was like, you know, we spend, you know, two thousand dollars to live in the house that we live in right now. We could spend two thousand dollars a month yep. traveling, or you know if you hitch down in one place that's like 500 bucks a month 
Yep, like, I've been doing so much research on this. It's yeah. been my new obsession. I've looked at all the different <laughs> fifth wheels I want yep. and like what our budget is and how you can live on, you know, depending on what your schedule, what your budget is. Some people spend like ten thousand a month, which is to me that's just crazy. Crazy. <laughs> but um, but you can spend as little as like you said, like two to three a month, and it's the same. You know, you don't have a mortgage and. Um, and it just like seems like it's very freeing. And I actually follow a few people on Twitter who do that, and they're they're devs. Um, one of the people I follow, or two of the people I follow, their husband and wife, and they have four kids. So if they have four wow. kids and they do it in an RV, um, right. I think I can do it with three kids. And we want a fifth wheel, which is uh, actually ends up being bigger whenever right. we get everything yep. out. So. Yep. Uh, but they they always post really cool pictures that they're in front of a lake or a river and you know it's it's just um it looks like it's a lot of fun um i know that there's also challenges to it too but overall right. i think it'd be a really cool adventure that a lot of people really don't get to do especially yeah. when they got here so you got the two two pieces for that one it's the adventure for the parents right like it's cool you get to like do this adventure and drive the fifth wheel and the kids if i was a kid and i, I wish i could tra i didn't do any traveling when i was a kid like the the furthest i went to was my grandparents house which was like a five-hour drive and it was the most boring drive you could imagine <laughs> um and like as i got older you know i traveled on my own a bit and then i moved to america but like i couldn't imagine being you know six three and two is that right is that the right yep, uh -huh. okay and like being like oh cool we're in a new place today like what's here like what's different and like having that almost like everything is brand new every time. time you try right yeah. every time you move like if it's every two weeks or a month or whatever it's like oh i live in a brand new place this is so cool and then oh i live in a new place and there's different kids or there's different like activities to do around the area all that kind of stuff like, i couldn't imagine being a young kid and, and and having that experience yeah my dad said something to us about um the one thing he worries about is like my six-year-old she's very social and she wouldn't mm. have lifelong friends um I, if we did that and i i've been reading and it's actually the opposite especially with the mm -hmm. social media you know you go somewhere for two months and there's another family there that have kids and then you keep in touch and you end up traveling with them later on and meeting them up again um so i don't think that that would be a big deal at all i think that she would be able to keep in touch with anybody that she met you know um and actually a lot of the people that I've been reading their stories, they say they actually met a lot more people being RV livers than yep. they have in like a suburban area because everybody, because everybody's living that lifestyle. So it's, everybody kind of has that, you know, one thing in common that's connecting them versus, you know, if you're in a suburban area, you, you, you don't know who your neighbors are necessarily, you know, they could be completely different. Um, one second. sorry <laughs> that's okay yeah i mean like you know we've lived in this house 18 months i think now something like that i don't know any of my neighbors i don't I don't know who they are like i've said hello and waved and like that's about as far as like our communication has been with any of our neighbors and when we go in our rv everybody is friendly everybody wants to help out everybody wants to say hey everybody wants to wave or chat or whatever like there's been times where i've rolled up in the rv and i'm like putting stuff out and like your neighbor on the other side comes out and's like hey if you've forgotten something let me know like come here i will no matter what it is i've got it for you it's in my rv it's not a big deal um and yeah and that everybody is super friendly everybody's really nice 
like we went up to the mountains to like a luxury resort when we first got the rv and the guy next to us was like hey if you need water or if you need drinks or anything like i live here six months out of the year happy to provide food beverage whatever let me know i I, i'll let you know anything that i have is yours and you're just like you don't see that when you go in a suburban area like no 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 neighbors going hey you want to come to my house raid my fridge like take my chips and and my drinks and and you know have a few beers like nobody's saying that to you every day like that doesn't happen how many times have you been out in your rv not enough um so we've done one big trip which was to this mountain resort we were supposed to go to south carolina to hilton head last year when the pandemic struck for our anniversary and then this year again we were supposed to do it in just in the beginning of this month um but i currently don't have a driving license uh because of green card i have a green card and like the pandemic delayed that so i had to wait a long time to get it back um so we had to cancel it again so we've only done one really big trip in like two years but we've done quite a few little small trips just local that like we have a place that's about 30 minutes away but everybody's always super friendly where we go there too and uh my wife's planning to do a bit of renovation this year to improve our bedroom a little bit because our dogs i have one dog that's got like a hip problem so he can't climb up onto the bed because it's too high so we're going to drop him down and make it easier for him so that he can get on and off easy and then i think next year i hope that we'll just pack this house up and, and go for a bit of travel and really get to enjoy our rv because it's you know we've had it for a couple of years and we haven't really it's pretty new like we bought it with like seven thousand miles on it so like it hasn't been really used and it would be nice to like drive it around and see the whole country and then decide what we want to do next yeah i remember whenever i didn't have kids and my dog slept on the bed with us too yeah yeah that's the exact that's exactly it uh <laughs> that was my wife's choice which is fine now like it's been you know so long that i'm so used to it now but we have two dogs and one dog is younger than the other one he now the younger one sleeps on the bed and the older one sleeps under the bed so like you and he snores so you can hear him snoring like directly underneath where you are so yeah it's uh it's an experience like i never was a really i'm a dog person but not a dog on a bed person now i don't think i can like when I go to hotels, like when I've traveled for work or whatever, like can't sleep because I'm my wife's not there and then the dogs aren't there. It's such a weird experience now that I'm so not used to. So, yeah, yeah. Our dog got kicked out whenever we had our baby, but she used to be um, she used to be in the bed every night. And now she's really old. She's I think she's 15 now. Um, so she couldn't get on the bed either at this yeah, point in yeah. her life. But um but yeah, we definitely went through that and she was our baby and then she got knocked down to dog status <laughs> when we had kids. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's how I I hear that's how it goes. Is that dogs get back to dog status. Yeah. Uh, we the we cat have a ramp on the bed though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can stop a cat from sleeping anywhere. To be no. fair, it doesn't matter how hard you try, a cat will always end up wherever it wants to go. Uh but yeah, we have a ramp to get up. if our older dog ever wants to get up on the bed, he can just use the ramp to get up now. So he 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 likes using the ramp when when he feels like it it's whether or not he has enough energy at night time to walk up the ramp or if it's easier to go under the bed it's like one of those debates he has on most <laughs> nights so outside of 
freelancing i mean it's kind of hard to tell now because obviously like with the pandemic it's kind of hard but prior to the pandemic what kind of stuff did you do for for fun like as a family or on your own Um, oh my gosh you know i've like been in work work parenting mode for probably five out of the six and a half years that i've been a parent um i worked all the way from i've worked from home for I'd say over 10 years now. I I used to do recruiting and I did that virtually. And then I landed a job um, where I was a a technical assistant. And then I ended up being the systems administrator and web developer. Um, And I was there for about six years. Um, And I only stopped really working after my third son was born. And then I just couldn't deal with it. Um, There was just too much, especially with a newborn. And then two, I had a one-year-old at the time um, and then a five-year-old at the time so I we really like I mean as as a family we we would go on like weekend trips we used to live in California so we would go um, to different forests up there and different national parks and you know do some camping and whatnot Um, but honestly between my husband and I's work schedule most of our most of our life recently has been um, working and then parenting and um, that's part of the reason that we want to travel because we just feel like we haven't really given them enough adventures um, in their life yet, you know? Um, So, yeah, I mean, as far as what we would do for fun, yeah, we would go out as families um, for weekend trips to the beach or the forest or wherever, but that didn't happen as often as like we really wanted it to. So we're just hoping that we're able to do that here in the near future. Um, Right. Yeah. I think, Okay. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I think the whole COVID thing kind of squashed a lot of people's like plans for the future, right? If you if yeah. you think about it, like this has been going on for eighteen months now, and, and it's we, not even getting better right now. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's getting worse it's, again. Yeah. We're going the other way again. We were going yeah. good for a while, and then Fourth of July happened, and then here we are. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's kind of you know paranoid whether or not it's safe to go outside, and I'm vaccinated, and I still wear a mask everywhere I go because I'm yeah. like. I don't know if the person next to me is genuinely vaccinated. Like you, you could say that you are, and I'm just like, "Yay!" What state are you based out of right now? I'm I'm in North Carolina. Okay, I don't know how it is there, but I'm in Texas, and so there's no mask mandates anymore. Um, you basically don't have to wear mask. You don't ever. You don't have to wear a mask vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know people that aren't vaccinated for various reasons, whether they don't believe that the vaccine works well or they have like an autoimmune disorder. Um, but even the people that I've known that are vaccinated that have caught that that were um, introduced to the Delta variant, they still caught it. It just wasn't life like life threatening to them. So right. I'm um, I was lackadaisical on wearing masks for a while, but then I started hearing about that, and then have after having personal experiences. Um, now I'm like, nope. And every everybody that I've I've known, it's always been from a kid. Some somehow the kid doesn't yeah. have symptoms and they pass it. And so um, that's really scary. And it, I feel really bad because my daughter is such a social butterfly. And when she was mm-hmm. in kindergarten, she would win like the friendship award. She won it like three different times throughout the school year. So she um, she she's missing out on that. And it really makes me sad for her. But I really think that it's the best. Um, yeah, I mean, not put her in school since I have that ability, and I know not everybody does. Right. Um, you know, my best friend, she has to put her daughters in school because she works outside the house, and she literally can't 
put them in she can't she can't homeschool them right um so it's just not an option for everybody and i really hope the schools are doing everything that they can to be safe about it yeah i think here we don't really have a mask mandate either like everything is basically like hey if you haven't been vaccinated like there'll be a sign posted on the door or something that says like if you haven't been vaccinated you should wear a mask but like i haven't seen anybody wear a mask like my i i feel you know i look like the weird one because i'm wearing a mask you know what i mean like so people just assume that i'm not vaccinated or, or, or whatever it might be but it's like no i'm just paranoid that you have not been vaccinated and or like you have been vaccinated and you have the delta variant and you don't know and then i come home and give it to my wife or whatever you know and then you end up getting somebody sick and passing it on to somebody who who might not be able to fight it as well as a healthy 30 year old man you know what i mean i i know somebody who was unvaccinated due to health reasons they have an autoimmune disorder so Mm -hmm. they were really nervous and they caught uh covid and they were in the hospital for a week and they're 30 they have young kids and they're married um and it was really scary and it was really bad and luckily they've survived and i don't know what their plan is going forward but um it just goes to show that it doesn't matter if you're young or old you can still go to the hospital um especially with how bad this variant is like it's very scary um and the fact that you can be vaccinated and have bad symptoms is very scary too yeah that that's the part that's scary is you know being vaccinated is great you probably it'll probably save your life like yeah if you get it it's probably going to save your life you might have a really shitty time honestly like you may have a week of shitness and and then you feel good again and hey i'm i feel good or you know you go unvaccinated you run that risk and i hope more people will encourage themselves to to sort of get the vaccine i mean at this point if you haven't you're probably not gonna like that's just reality at this point i think unless you're you know you have autoimmune disease or you have some sort of like health reason why you haven't got it the rest of you are just the people that are like nah i'm good like this whole thing's been fine this whole time like everybody's fine don't worry about how many people have died or how many people have gone to hospitals or how many yeah. cases we're catching a day you know we're, i think we're up to like 2800 cases right now a day again and we were down to i remember being at like 500 or 400 or something and then being down to like 30 a day and i was like oh my god we're almost like if we can keep 30 a day like normality can happen like at 30 a day that's not that many people i live in a pretty big state and where i live is millions of people because i live right in like raleigh which is pretty much you know the center hub of everybody if we can keep it at that normality can ensue and then fourth of july happened and then here we are and now everyone's like oh summer's over because we're going to be in lockdown again and i'm like yeah because half of you just decided that like meh if everyone else gets it it's fine right yep i yeah i i i i think a lot of it too has to do with you know people are scared because there's so many different sources of news to like find what you want to read or what you want to believe like there's Mm -hmm. always an outlet that will cater to what you what you think is the correct thing so if you're not reading actual medical research or listening to experts who who have actually worked in the field of the type of vaccine it is it can be easy to um not think that it's safe 
yep. because there's and it just perpetuates with all the social media. So social media is great, right? Because you right. can talk to everybody, but at the same time, like you can spread all of these different ideas, um, and it's not necessarily always a good thing. So I I do think that a lot of times people, and especially like one of my friends who still hasn't gotten it, and I've been trying to convince her. I was like, hey, I know this person who just went to the hospital. He they're younger than us. So you might want to consider that because you're working in a public facing job, you might want to consider getting vaccinated and you have kids and they're going to go to school. And I guarantee you the school is going to have an outbreak at some point. They, they, uh, they're not, they used to have desks six feet apart, you know, for each student. Yeah. And now they're, now they're back to three feet apart. Um, so if you sneeze, like you're going to get it on everybody around you is getting that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So but then, but then this person just reads and hears things and doesn't actually take time to research really me- real medical research. Um, and, and I'm really hoping that they change their mind, but you know, you can only do so much. You can only. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, us as, uh, I guess influencers is a word, but I don't really like to use it, but like us with social platforms that are reasonably large, have a large following and like, yeah, I, tomorrow I could tweet like vaccines are fake. It's all fake they're just injecting saline into you and here's my research and i post something and if someone believes it like you know heaven forbid they don't get the vaccine because i tweeted something that it, that i shouldn't be and i hope that you know the majority of us especially in the tech industry we're just like yeah science is great like we believe in science and science is cool and like my dad actually is working on a vaccine for for COVID nineteen, so like my dad's been doing Your that. Your dad is really yeah yeah my dad That's amazing. is yeah my dad is a, a scientist and used to work for Pfizer and now works for another company. So he's been doing that since you know eighteen months ago when everything ramped up and like you know I talk to him daily and he's like yeah like I would tell you as a scientist if this was not safe like I would tell you today hey yeah don't trust X or Y and you know when the whole johnson and johnson thing happened and people were like you can't get johnson and johnson that'll kill you and you know and that's what you hear on the news right is that like somebody yeah. died from john so now you believe that because you heard it on the news and then you talk to my dad and he's like yeah it's like 0.0000006 percent chance of this ever happening it's unfortunate but like go and get that's whatever vaccine it is Right. There's always there's yeah. always those outlandish cases where somebody doesn't that's why some that's why when you go to the hospital they ask you if like you're allergic to morphine or whatever right. pain pills because or painkillers they're gonna give you because mm-hmm. somebody unfortunately isn't allergic to that and we just can't help that. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's one of those things that everything whatever medication you take, whether it's ibuprofen over the counter or you know depression meds or whatever kind of medication it is every single one of them comes with a side effect and the side effect could be you know detrimental to your health or you know you get nothing and like i was lucky i got the vaccine i got johnson and johnson one shot and i was like tired for a day and that was it that was my side effects yeah i got the moderna and i felt fine after the first one but the second one i was out for a day right And, and that seems to be the the key element right there is that you might be out for a day, but you could live for the rest of your life now. Yep. Because yep. who knows how long we're going to be here. Um, but let's let's talk social media platforms because I'm intrigued by your social media platform, right? So 
you have a big following it's like at 12k or something just over 12,000 followers right now which is 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 in my world big um and it seems to be just that you've managed to build a platform on the fact that like normalizing being a parent and being in tech like those two things together like ta-da here i am on this platform was it ever your intention to to do that or was it just like hey i'm on twitter and hey like I should tweet more about like being a parent and being in tech. Like how, how did you end up like building this, this social following that. All right. That... So you might hear my kid in the background and I might have That's to fine. go help her for a second, but um, that actually was not why I joined Twitter. I joined Twitter originally because I was the only developer at my last job and I was having a lot of imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, there were times where I wasn't getting like the tools that I needed to be able to complete tasks. And I didn't know how to ask for them or especially after asking for them like three or four times and then still just not getting them. And, um, I couldn't, I just couldn't get the help I needed. We had a contractor who was really wishy-washy and he was really good at system administration, but only when he decided to answer. Right. And so like, it's funny because I'm freelancing now and I've been having to learn how to really communicate well, especially after not working, but the freelancers that I've always worked with in the past, have not been great at communication, mm-hmm. which is kind of ironic. Um, so anyways, I ended up joining Twitter because I was really lonely. I was really depressed. I didn't have anybody in my personal life who actually did development outside, like nobody else did development except for me. Um, so when I'd like go and talk to family and, you know, want to talk about like what I'd been doing, there, there was no interest. And it's not their fault. That's just not their interest, right? So I decided to join Twitter and I was like, I, I had a, an account probably like 10 or 12 years ago, some sometime a long time ago, and I used it for recruiting. So I hadn't mm. really touched it in a long time. So I decided to make an account. Um, and I am pretty introverted, even though I, I, I am introverted in real life. I'm good at doing right. or I'm better at doing like these types of calls now um, and interviews and things like that. However, um, I'm, I'm pretty much... Um, in the back of the room in real life and just kind of watching everything. And if somebody comes up and talks to me, I'll talk back. But otherwise I'm like, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not super um, outgoing, I guess in in real life. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to do Twitter. I am going to make it a point that I'm just going to find, start, hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no worries. No worries. (laughs) Filling in the silence. We will be back, I promise. Gives me enough time to check quickly what's going on outside of content creation. Make sure I'm not missing anything. Here we are, we're back. It's okay. Filling in so the dead I'll space. I'll probably have to step away for one more yeah. second. And just yeah, no worries. no worries. No um, worries. But yeah, so I ended up deciding to like comment on, uh, I started following some tech Twitter accounts, some larger ones, smaller ones, just whatever I found interest in. And I decided to start commenting and, um, yep, no worries. So sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We'll just fill in the dead space real quick. So 
sorry. Welcome, welcome back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I ended up just like deciding to comment on people that I thought were interesting, and I made it a goal of mine to not get my feelings hurt if somebody didn't respond back. Um, right. Because, you know, you, you, that, that, I think that that's kind of one of the big intimidations of Twitter is you start commenting and nobody replies. And so I kind of went into it with, hey, if, I, if they respond back, great, we can continue. But otherwise, I'm just going to put what I think about whatever. Um, and then over time, I started commenting and the same people would comment back. And so, you know, you kind of build that community because you start seeing the same people over and over. Yep. And that was really it. I didn't go in there trying to get a ton of followers. Um, I talk to people regularly who have like tens of thousands more followers than I do. Um, I also talk to people who have less followers than I do. For me, it's not about follower account. Um, I understand why it's good to have a large following, um, sure. you know, for different reasons. And then that just depends on your goals. And would I, would I be mad about like 20,000? No, but, but it's not, um, I'm not like trying to actively get there or, um, or pursue that route. I'm really, ha I really joined it for the relationships and I got a lot of really good relationships, um, and in fact, I'm going to go see uh, one of the people I met on Twitter here in a couple months and we're going to meet up and hang out. So um, for me, it was just about finding like minded people that I could connect with. And it really helped my mental health. And then from then on, um, after doing Twitter, I now I'm in a couple of uh, I'm in a Slack group that uh, is like a lot of people from Twitter. And I'm also in a discord group um, and they're small groups. So we all get to know each other really well um, and to kind of. Segway. You want to go? You, you no, can go. I'm okay. You sure? <laughs> yes, actually, okay. let me just check on the six. Yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. Ah, oh my gosh, I'm going to have such a big mess to clean up after this call. I just went into the living room and it is like just trashed. <laughs> oh, the, the, the joys of having children. There you yeah, go, right yeah. there. Just trash. Two, tr I told my six-year-old to dole out icing to the younger two if they were good. Could I distract them with candy and sweets if I'm doing hey. something like this? And I go out there and my almost two-year-old is like digging into the whole thing with a fork <laughs> and like. <laughs> so it's going to be a good time. Yeah, but it's worth it. I'm I'm having fun chatting with you, so sorry I right. had to get up and go no, for a few minutes. But you don't honestly, you don't need to apologize. Like we talked about this before, the like the session that I was like, it's pretty laid back. We just get to chat. So like, if you have to run off, that's fine. Like you know, when I upload these to YouTube, like I'll edit the chop the sections out where where you're not here, so it's not no one's gonna miss anything if they're not watching yeah. the live stream. So <laughs> it's not a big deal. Okay. Um. What were, we, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. We were talking about Twitter, and then you were segueing to yeah. something. Yeah. 
uh, I was segueing to community, really, like in small communities outside of Twitter. Um, and I think as um, if anybody's interested in freelancing, that's honestly one of the best ways to get support is having a small group of people. So um, I'm in this group called Code Share Grow, and we are we have about 40 people there, and we talk about everything from coding. We do th this is the group where four or five nights a week, like eight to ten people will just meet up if they're available and just chat, um, or they'll pair program together. Um, we th there's like we it's a Slack group, so we have different channels, right, that you can discuss yep. different topics in. And so we have a mental health channel, which has been great. Uh, we have a health channel. So like this week they did a challenge and I accepted and you have to work out for 30 minutes a day, record what you did. And if anybody in the group, if one person doesn't work out that for 30 minutes in a day, we all have to do a hundred burpees. So, wow. so, um, so it's really cool. And, and then we have like a freelancing channel where the freelancers can go and talk and get advice. Um, and I think it's just like community like that is such a good benefit, uh, especially if you're uh, like a solo developer or freelancer um and it's just really important and it does a lot um especially when you can get to know each and every person in the group um so yeah that's that's what i wanted to say yeah so you're i i already knew that you were a part of this grow code share grow right that's the mm -hmm. name mm -hmm. is is that something that's just anyone can join like how does, no. how does, how does that work this one this one's a closed group and um the person who um started it has done a really good job of making sure that it's really well balanced of all different types of people um you know so i think we have like almost 50 percent women to men and we have different nationalities awesome. different all of from all over the world we have people in just all over the world um and all over the u.s and um they they wanted to have a smaller group so we could all get to know each other and we all come from different backgrounds and so um it's really interesting and it's one of those groups where sometimes like you might not agree with what somebody else says and you're allowed to tell them that and nobody's feelings are going to get hurt right um, or if they do it's really easy to make up with them because because everybody really has such a, an admiration for each other. Um, and it, it's amazing. Like I've never like loved so many people that I've never met in real life. And like, yep. I really do have like, my heart goes out to everybody in the group. Um, they've always been really supportive. I've even, I've even been like, I need to cry out something. Cause anybody talk. And like, I've literally cried while talking to a few people and they made me feel better. Um, so, I, yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. Like we have something similar like in our content creation group like a lot of the youtubers oh. that I, I know like um we all we have a like a discord and it's kind of similar fashion it's like hey you know I'm, I'm what would you do in this situation where, you know where someone's like being negative in your comment section or you know i'm trying to think of a cool idea to do with why and like we have the input and then we have like the health channel and off topic and socials and all that kind of stuff and it really helps especially now like i've never met any of them in real life but that will change once things potentially open up like absolutely when i go to a conference i'll make sure that like hey we seek each other out have a meal together build that relationship more because i think i've built more relationships in that discord group and it's super small it's it's a very tiny group it's not that big but like that those relationships i've built better than i have in the last like you know 10 years probably eight ten years 
Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, that's one of the good things about social media is especially when you start, like, branching out into, like, those smaller groups and you get yep. to know each other really well. We're all over the world or the country or where, wherever you are, but you still can really build really good relationships. And that's what's so great about, like, video call these days, right? Because we can talk right. to each other face-to-face -face still and really get to see each other's facial expressions and personalities, um, which is different from just doing Twitter, you know? Um I'm interested to hear how you joined your group. How did you get invited? Did you start it or? Yeah, so I actually ended up getting invited by James Quick. Um, We've been chatting on and off as f basically through Twitter at one point, and then we had happened to be chatting, and I'd had a video call because I was using Auth Zero, which is what he's an advocate for, um, for a product. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, we have this, like, I know you've been doing YouTube. Like, we have a small group. Like, love to know if you want to join. And, like, I was like, yeah, that sounds cool to me. So I end up joining and, you know, there's people in there with, like, over a million subscribers, people with hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And there's me with, like, I think I had 110 subscribers when I joined. And, like, now I have almost 3,500. So it's been, like, the last year. And I can chalk some of that up to just discussions, like, tell me how x or y like what what, how, what happened when you did this like how do you feel about this like give me some experience because you know some of the people in there have been doing it for years and years and then we've slowly grown and added more people and then as time's gone on now i feel like more of an experienced person so people come in and they're like i have like you know say three or four hundred subscribers or maybe they have more than me or whatever and they're like hey what do you think about this and we give advice back and forth and all sorts of things like that and it's been a really great experience and i am glad that i met james like right at the beginning of the pandemic and i'm glad that he was like hey you should come join otherwise i probably never would have ever made it in there and i probably wouldn't have met all the people that i know now yeah that's um, amazing just one second yeah no worries All right, sorry. I just had nope. to tell my daughter to um, let the dog out so she wouldn't keep barking. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. Like I, um, I'm in one other small group and it's a Discord and I'm a moderator. But honestly, I'm not as active there as I should be just because it's really hard. Even with um, I, I'm in two groups that I'm really a, a member of, and keeping up with both of them sometimes is yep. just really hard, especially when you're trying to work. And it can be really easy to get distracted. Um, so I do try to make a point of like once a week getting on a video call with somebody from one of the two groups. Um, sometimes I can do more, but that's really how I probably um, communicate with everybody the most there is like I'll comment here and there, but I'd rather see their faces and get to know them. Yeah. Um, especially like if I don't, because that, you know, you're sitting there coding and then you get like a notification and like you want to go and read it. And I just can't do that anymore. It just takes right. too much time. And especially if I'm working, working, um, I'm not going to get distracted by that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty rough. So I run my own Discord, obviously, for, for my YouTube channel and, and stuff like that. So I run my own Discord for that. And then I'm part of that Discord. And I also yeah. run a Discord for work, too, because like part of my job is running part of the Discord. So just keeping up with three and one of them is not like my job it, it, it's rough like some days i go in there and i've missed like 400 messages and i'm like oh what happened and you have to like figure out how to read that or just be like oh well like i, I guess they're burnt like i i can't read all the, i don't have time to sit here and read this kind of stuff yeah I, I agree with that like 
yeah it's nice when you get to chat in person and just be like hey what's going on like we try and do that every two two weeks yeah every two weeks we'll have one video call where everyone just joins and if you're free you're free if you're not you're not and we can chat about a particular topic which has always been super nice um so we're kind of coming sort of like we got like 30 ish minutes give or take we can cut it short whatever um what i usually do kind of towards the end is i do top picks which might be a bit difficult it's been kind of difficult because of covid like a lot of people don't do a lot of things and it may, i i'm kind of interested to see uh what your top picks would be and okay. usually the first one is either top pick would be either a tv show or a movie kids okay. ones kids ones are fine um in the last <laughs> like i i'd say in the last month like if you've got like a top pick of a tv show or a movie that people might want to check out Oh man, I haven't had the chance to watch a ton of TV <laughs> recently. Um, my kid's favorite show right now is Octonauts. <laughs> um, but um, I did like The Boys. Oh, and I also watched Manifest recently on Netflix, which I thought was really good. I heard that was good. That's the one about like they like crash a plane? No, they wake yeah, up, they, they, they like disappear? Then, yeah, they disappear and they like come back five years later and it's like the same day. Like it's like the same like it's five years it was the same day for them but five years later for like the rest of the world and so there's two seasons on netflix and i think that there's a third one on a different platform but i gotta find it so i can binge that but that was a really good show it's definitely on our list i think we ended up i think we watched like the first episode when it premiered and then like it just fell off you know like, yeah I, I don't particularly like watching weekly shows yeah. Like, I like to binge. Like if I'm yeah. going to watch TV, I'm going to watch it on Netflix or Prime where right. I can binge like four episodes because I just don't get time to sit down and watch one a day or anything right. like that. Right, exactly. Yeah, we're the same way. Like we'll just binge it and then be like, this was awesome. And then yep. find another show to binge versus like week. I can't do weekly anymore. Like I think Netflix has basically ruined television in its like normal state for me now. So I won't start a show unless it's finished or yeah. like the season's over. Um so my top pick, um, I'm trying to remember that it's called Cruel Summer. That's what it was called, Cruel Summer. That's on and Hulu, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu, and it was, um, I think, originally it was a freeform show, and to give people basically, it's a story about three. It's a, told over three different summers. It's like a beginning, middle, and end, and a girl goes missing at the beginning. And, like, she ends up, like, I don't want to break too much of the spoiler, but she ends up reappearing at some point. And then she ends up calling out this one of the girls and saying, like, you knew where I was this whole time and you didn't tell anyone. And then basically that story plays out throughout the show. So each show is broken up, I think, into 15-minute segments of each time frame. So it's, like, 1993, 94, and 95 or something like that. And it was probably one of the best shows we've seen and we binged it in like three or four days it was pretty good definitely worth watching i think it's only 10 episodes and it was it was super good really really good acting um really just good story overall plenty of different like story arcs so you don't get bored with just like oh this is the same story like there's a lot of different stories and characters so that's definitely been our top one uh lately I don't watch movies very often, so I don't have a top pick for a movie, so that's good. 
Me so neither. We can, I like we shows. Can... <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. I, I, I watch movies occasionally, but shows are my thing. Um, has there been any software lately? Like either apps, like through developer apps or like, you know, anything like that that you've used lately that you've been like, wow, this is super cool? Mm, um, I don't know about software, but I did get a Surface Pro 7 recently. Um, oh, well, that's cool. As a tablet because um, I needed something. I wanted to do some drawing and... I wanted something that was portable that I could also use as a laptop if I needed to. Um, so not necessarily software, but I really love um, my Surface. It's It's been really uh, good. It runs when I'm a Windows person. I'm not an yeah, Apple me too. person. I was like debating between the iPad or the win- the Surface. And I ended up going with Surface because um, I'm just not, I'm not an Apple fan. And I like, if I got it, if I had a job where I had to use a MacBook, of course I would do that. However, mm-hmm. I like, Windows is my go-to. I like Linux too, um, but I just never really got into Apple. Um, so I, I was I was debating it, and I talked to one of my friends, and I was like, "Well, I'm thinking about Windows. Or I'm thinking about the service, and I'm thinking about the iPad." And she's like, "And I was like, but I really don't like Apple that much." She's like, "Well, then get the Surface. Like, don't get a tech, even if it's good. Like, and you're not gonna like like the." the the operating system or yeah, whatever right. you're just not gonna like the feel of it don't go with that one go with the one that you're more comfortable with and so that's what i did and i'm really happy with it awesome yeah so that's like it has like the 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 keyboard that you can kind of put into it yeah. right it's like mm-hmm. a, so i i used to i had the surface book at one point which was like their more permanent version so it's still folded up like a tablet. You could still use it like a tablet. Oh, yeah. It would like keyboard... fold over, but the keyboard was on the back, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, so I had that and I really, really liked mine. I, it was really good and like pretty stable. And you basically could just use it like a laptop and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Like it just ran whatever you wanted. Like if you wanted to do web development, you could do it. If you yeah. wanted to just watch TV on it, it'd do that too. And like there was no in between. Um, I now have like an iPad that I use, but it ends up just being like, it's literally right here next to me and it literally becomes either like hey what's going on on my twitch chat so i can see what's (laughs) happening there or it has like youtube playing in the background when i'm like trying to do something and that's the only thing i use it for i don't use it for anything else because like it's just not versatile enough um and i have to use a mac for work but yeah outside of that i'm fully on board the windows stuff i've been a big windows user i never developed on a mac until 18 months ago before that it was windows like even in my professional career was windows like we never ever had macbooks that wasn't a thing so i i'm right there with you surface that sounds good to me yeah (laughs) so the last one i usually do is like something you did or something that you've eaten recently like maybe you've had a decent takeout or like you know you've cooked something but like sometimes that's really hard for like just in general um, so I can do something I did recently and okay. um, it was probably a couple, it was probably like a month and a half ago now, okay. um, but I got to fly down to South Texas to the right next to the border of Mexico. It was probably like mm. 30 minutes away from us um, to pick up a car for my friend. Um, we picked up a car for her. And so I live in North Texas. So Texas is really big, right? Like, yep. so from, I live in da- the Dallas area and we were down in almost like near McAllen um and so it's about an eight hour drive back up and so we got to go down and uh, pick up the car we got to go through um border patrol in texas which was crazy oh yeah they had to like 
asked us to see our what was in our trunks and everything. Um, and then we spent a night in Austin and hung out. And um, this was when I was a little bit lackadaisical on masks because we didn't know about the new like <laughs> COVID right. uh, variant. So yeah, so we, we had a fun time out there and we had a girls night with me and uh, three of my friends and it was a lot of fun. So I that think sounds... that was probably what I did recently. <laughs> that, that sounds fun to me. Like it's, it's, it's funny, like people don't understand how big Texas is. Yeah. Uh, when they like, you, when you look at a map, it doesn't look that big. It's just like, oh, it's on the map and it's kind of just another shape. But like to give people that you may not live in the United States when you listen to this, it is 506 miles from where you draw like McKellen to the middle of Dallas. So like the middle of the middle is 506 miles. And that's which, not even the farthest north of Texas. Right. And then you still like got more to go. Miles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You've still got more to go. Like the UK is, is, you know, from one side, from the east to the, to the west is about that. Yeah. It's about 500 miles. So if you live in the UK, like that's where I'm from. That's like from driving from the southeast corner to the southwest corner. You've pretty much driven across uh, almost all of Texas, but not quite. I, uh, I used to do recruiting and we would have candidates who didn't like live in Texas, but they were planning on it. And so mm. they'd be like, well, we're going to live in Houston, which is about four hours away from the <laughs> Dallas area. And but we're going to we want a job in Dallas. We're like, we you, you don't understand. Like, that's not that's not that's not going to work. Right. <laughs> um, Unless you've got another house over where you're supposed yeah. to work and this is not going to work for you. Yep. It's it's crazy, though, because like in California, which is the longest state in the country, that takes you a long time. It's longer than Texas. Right. And, but it's not. I think that Texas is bigger than California in landmass. It's Alaska, then Texas, then California. Um, but in California, there are super commuters, and they will literally drive three to four hours yeah. one way just yep. to get to their job. And I'm just like, that is crazy. And that's part of the reason that like the work from home thing is so big right now. Like I know like Apple and Google are trying to make their comp- their employees, some of them, come back to work at some point, yep. and everybody's having a hissy fit about it rightly so because they're doing just fine at home and they a lot of them have to commute that far because people do that in that area especially the silicon valley area yep yeah so i i I work for for a startup in the silicon valley right yeah i knew people that lived like they would live in like you know some of them would live short drives which would be like oakland right Mm -hmm. which is still quite a commute to get down into downtown san francisco it's like an hour right yeah you have to get on like the it's like an hour on the the train and the trolleys and everything else that you have to get across so like these people are commuting just an hour to be able to afford an apartment to live in and then they had other people there that would yeah would literally do what you're saying like two two and a half hours three hours they would drive in just to be able to work for a tech startup company and they're loving the fact that they don't have to do that right now but I couldn't imagine being like, hey, I know you've done a really good job for the last 18 months. Like, you've really been kicking ass being at home. But do you mind coming back to the office? We think you'll be more productive there. And it's like, that you can't say that anymore. There's, there's no yeah. argument for that. I mean, I get, like, having kids at home, like, how you yeah. can get distracted a bit, right? Like, but, but you make it work. But, like, when you're, like, a single person or married, no kids, right. like, you have literally, like, no distractions. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, when I was working from home before kids, oh my gosh, I could put in 60 hours a week easily and still have time to do whatever I needed to do after right. the fact. And it was just fine. So I will never, ever go back to an office ever. I will I will work from home for the rest of my life because 
I just, yeah. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> I like, I like being at home. <laughs> me, too, me too. Like, I think you'd have to drag me, but like, it would have to be either a really amazing job where I was like, okay, I really want to do this. Like, that's a good excuse. Like, I'd have to be like a CTO or a CEO of some company that I'm really passionate about. And even then it would be a hard fight to get me back in an office but like yeah regular work like why like our company that i work for now tina we just went fully remote like we just they just closed the office and we're like yeah we're going fully remote awesome let's do that and like we have been more productive lately than ever before without having to think about you know them going to pei in canada and going back to the office it's been really nice to like know that you don't have to go back. If you live in Canada and like you work for a company, you don't have to go to the office anymore, which has been super amazing. And like, I hope more small, especially small companies, you know, small startups and things like that, they make that number one. And it doesn't mean recruiters should just write, hey, to everybody on LinkedIn that, hey, like we're remote first, come join us. Cause like, that's going to be the norm at some point. Yeah, for sure. Unless you're in like, you know, the service industry where you're a right. waitress or waiter and like, but that, that is what that, that just, there are some jobs where yeah, you, have you just to have to, or you, uh, if you're a nurse, you know, you have yeah. to be there. Um, but yeah, we're lucky to be in an industry where you don't have to be there. Everything is online. We're on our computers 24 seven. So it yep. doesn't matter where we're at. We're still going to have our computer, you know? Yeah. And I remember the days. So I remember in the middle of sort of like early part of my career, I remember a recruiter coming to me and being like hey we offer one day at home a week and me being like oh my god that's amazing i can get so much work done at home and i don't have to commute now this is incredible and now i think like if i had to go to the office one day a week i'd be really upset i'd be so angry that i'd have to yeah. drive but yeah, yeah I, i'm lucky you're like we're all lucky that if we work in tech or any online industry that we don't have to go in and and i'm glad that i left the retail industry and all that stuff behind because i couldn't imagine working now in in what we're in right now so for something that i did recently i haven't done anything so um have i done anything i'm like i'm so boring these days um oh i, I guess yeah we've been planning our renovation for the rv which we is a bit of a strong term my wife like is more of a design person like I have a very hard time visualizing anything. Like if someone said to me like, hey, we're going to knock this wall down. I'd be like, I have no idea what that's going to look like, but it sounds great. Um, so yeah, like my wife's been very much like designing and like redoing the whole bedroom. It's going to be super awesome. So we've been planning that out. And I've just been actually planning a trip for myself to go and see my parents for the first time in over two years. Um, I think it might actually be three years now, but yeah, I'm going at the end of September. I'm going to drive down and hang out with my parents for a month. So I've been sort of planning out how that's going to work and hope that the Delta variant chills its jets a little bit and that I can actually get down there and there's no, like, you know, you have to quarantine for 10 days if you go to this state or whatever because I imagine that where I live is going to be a hot state again. Um, but, yeah, that's what I've been doing lately, which has uh, been fun. It's actually nice to kind of think about something that's not, like, what are we going to eat for dinner? Because yeah, that's, you get that's been quarantine. To do something that's a little bit of an adventure and seeing your family, which will be awesome. I yeah. hope it works out for you. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. The last time I saw my parents was when my sister flew over from the UK. So that must have been at least three years ago, which wow, yeah, it, it's been a long time. Like I talk to my parents every day. Like my parents are pretty tech savvy. So my parents text me every day. Like we have a group chat on WhatsApp so that I can text with my sister too. So like we're pretty in communication, but it's like weird that it's been so long since I've seen them. Like yeah. it's weird. And my wife was saying that she hasn't seen my parents since we got married, which was like seven years ago. Wow. Cause we just haven't had like the perfect timing to like <laughs> both go at the same time. It's always been like, oh, one of us has to go. Cause my parents have a farm as well. So like they have like an alpaca farm. Oh, that's cool. So it's, and they have a lot of dogs. So like, it's hard for us to like bring two more dogs into the fold of dogs and be like, yeah, this is going to be fine. Um, so yeah, so we've been, we've been kind of, doing single duty of like hey i'll go down to my parents and you can go down to your parents do that kind of stuff so we're hoping next year like i said with the travel thing that we'll be able to like travel in the rv and actually see both sets of parents together (laughs) yeah your parents are very interesting alpaca farm Mm -hmm. scientists lots Mm -hmm. of dogs (laughs) my 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 my, uh, mother just retired she was a nurse so she retired right before covid hit so like the perfect time to get out and now yeah now she just raises alpacas i'm about to have to go so do we have any final words we we don't we're actually really good (laughs) you hear my that's my three-year-old she needs me and i'm about to go find i'm sure there's going to be more mess for me to clean here in a second i'm not excited it's going to be like a tornado hit the house (laughs) well i'll leave i'll leave you to do that good luck with that uh thank you for coming on i really appreciate you hanging out with me um and i'll do the outro without you which will take two seconds so oh i'm so sorry but it was no no thank you so much for having me um hey if we ever chat again we'll have to do it at a different time where um there you go child care all right (laughs) all right thanks Thanks, james it was a lot of fun have a good day bye bye so thanks for everybody coming out and hanging with us today for developer hangouts bit different there lots going on if you did enjoy the video, make sure that you drop me a follow on Twitch. And if you want to see the VOD, the full thing edited up, it is available on my YouTube channel. And of course, it is available wherever podcasts are available. And until next time, see ya.